How's everybody doing? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. So today I got an interesting one for you. Sorry, just making sure. I forgot to put it in the Discord that I was going live. There we go. Live now. Okay, so I'll be going over some excellent selections from YouTube to see what they think about St. Thomas Aquinas. The first one is going to be from the School of Life. Interesting one. But before we get into that, let me tell you, I got a few things going on. So if you go to ChristianBWagner.com, you can look at under the shop tab. That's where you'll find Militant Thomas the Mug. That's where you'll find um, all the books that I republish. A lot of good ones. I won't go through all of them right now. And then also make sure if you go in the description below, you'll find a lot of links and stuff and Patreon, patreon.com slash militant So that's all I'll bore you with for today. So let's get right into it. I have not pre-watched these videos. So these are going to be first reactions. So first one is School of Life, Philosophy, Thomas Aquinas. Let us see. Oh, and somebody confirmed that they can hear that. Just so I don't do another one of those things where I play the whole video and you can't hear any of it. That was fun. It seems at first weird that we might learn from Thomas Aquinas. So weird, dude. So weird. Well, I'm wondering why they think that's weird. Yes. He was a medieval saint who was reputed to have levitated visions of the Virgin Mary. He did have visions he was of the Virgin Mary. was concerned with explaining how angels speak and move. And <sighs> Bro, that's like, okay. If you go to the entire... Okay, I have it actually right behind me. So go to... I'm going to show myself real quick. The entirety of this summa right here. Actually, this is Opskola and these are commentaries. Okay, and I have a few volume missing. I have volume missing. It's somewhere around here. But this entire summa right here, about, let me see, that much, half of this, probably less than that, that much is about how angels speak or move. Dummy. That much. That much. So, it's so annoying. Bro, he's called the angelic doctor, not only because of his good doctrine uh, when it comes to angels and angelology, but also because of his angelic intellect and the fact that the dude probably was quite literally in communion with angels to find out all of this stuff. It's crazy. He's great. But yes, so that's annoying. Like, like every generation before me is just dumb and we're like enlightened moderns. Yeah, shut up, dude. Thomas Aquinas would destroy you. And yet... He continues to matter because he helps us with a problem which continues to bedevil what us. What is it? How we can reconcile religion with science and faith with reason. Aquinas was both a philosopher and a saint. So true. Refusing either to lose his faith or mindlessly believe, he developed a new understanding of the place of reason in human life. Aquinas's monumental contribution was to teach Western European civilization that any human being, not just a Christian, could have access to great truths 
whenever they made use of God's greatest gift to human beings, reason. I mean, yes, St. Thomas Aquinas was was wonderful when it came to <clears throat> when it when it came to his his theological method. I'll, oh, I forgot one of my lights. There you go. My lighting should be much better. But yes, St. Thomas Aquinas had a very wonderful theological methodology when it comes to being able to combine fides et ratio. That that very true, very true. But if you read an encyclical let like let's say Attorney Patris, you know the Christians have been doing this since the 2nd century. You ever heard of St. Justin Martyr? You ever heard of the the era of the apologists in the 2nd century? Athenagoras they're, they're, we, we've been doing this literally forever. It isn't just like everybody was like, like, uh, I don't know about philosophy. I think it's dumb. I'm just going to read my Bible and then not read any of the philosophy. It's not like we were doing that. It, it's no, it's it, that, that's not what we were doing. <sighs> so many atheists out there seem to believe that Thomas Aquinas invented the idea that humans could use reason. Yes, exactly. St. Augustine is another wonderful example of combining fetus and ratio. Oh, my goodness. So tragic. It's making a noise. Okay, good. I'm glad it's making a noise. And that, that that's like what everybody goes for, too. It's not like, okay, his wonderful... Um, his wonderful uh, prayers... His wonderful uh, commentaries, which is probably what he would be, he would want to be best known for. His wonderful uh, exposition of the faith. No, everybody, everybody wants to focus on his uh, his doctrine, the relationship between reason and faith. I don't, I don't get the obsession with, with that area of his thought, although it is uh, certainly a um, a dominating force. It's not the only one. It's like everybody just goes for that one. I, I, I just want to like, I want one of these videos, and it opens up. St. Thomas Aquinas, known for his wonderful skills in commenting on the sacred page. Like, like that, that would be wonderful. I would respect that. But everybody's going for the low-hanging fruit. Like, no, no, no. This is just what your professor taught you in your, like, bachelor first year intro to philosophy course where you spent, like, 15 minutes talking about Thomas Aquinas. And they basically told you, like, yeah, all of the dumb, like, dark age people didn't even know that anything existed and they they thought like uh, i don't know they they thought a bunch of dumb stuff and uh they thought the earth was flat and there were a bunch of idiots and then you had this one guy saint thomas aquinas he was there and he was the first and only guy to uh, try to synthesize reason and faith and of course he failed because because uh because catholicism dumb it's not like he had a teacher who also famously did this saint albertus magnus it's not like there was an entire tradition going back to the second century and before of Christians who, who who did the same exact thing. No, no, no. St. Thomas Aquinas, only guy ever to do it. It's tragic. It's a problem when people think that the Summa is the only work of St. Thomas. Yeah, I would think that Thomas probably wouldn't uh, think that the Summa was actually his best work. I would, um, I would definitely... I would definitely think that St. Thomas wouldn't think that the Summa was his best work. Maybe his commentary on Job. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think that St. Thomas would think would be his best work? Comment that. 
Summa Contra Gentiles, base, base, base. Yes, this is exactly what they taught me in intro to philosophy. You see, it's what they just teach everybody. They they don't they don't just show the just magisterial scope of St. Thomas's works from everything from theology to philosophy to biblical commentary, everything. What even some good like historical work that he does in some of his commentaries, uh, philosophical commentaries. He does great work. But no, no, no. Only the only thing St. Thomas ever did was um, uh, was was combined faith and reason. That's it. That's it. Very, very sad. But let's continue. Aquinas broke a logjam in Christian thinking. Bro, what? The question of how non-Christians could have both wisdom and at the same time no interest in or even knowledge of Jesus. I, I don't I don't think any Christian thinker before before then. I mean, maybe you could argue like Tertullian, but even Tertullian clearly is using philosophy. This isn't like some like mysterious thing where everybody's like, oh darn. Um, non-Christians do not have knowledge or wisdom. Uh, we have no, we have no idea how, like read, read some of the earlier medieval thinkers when it comes to, uh, the, the comments that they'll make. Like, I mean, some of them, of course, you have the school of, of thinkers who will, uh, definitely, um, downplay Aristotle. And you see that with the condemnations that come, um, to St. Thomas Aquinas. And if you want a great book on, uh, medieval, scholasticism and the story behind how St. Thomas was almost condemned. If you go to christianbwagner.com slash shop, you can go scroll, scroll, and you'll see scholasticism by Rickaby. Father Rickaby wrote a great introduction to scholasticism, about a hundred pages, very clear language. Um, if you want some of this, some of the back, if you want an actual story of medieval scholasticism and not just uh, like Thomas and Aquinas invented reason. Aquinas universalized intelligence. He opened the Christian mind to the insights of all of humanity Bruh. from across the ages and the continents. The modern world, insofar as it insists that good ideas can come from any quarter, regardless of creed or background, remains hugely in Aquinas's debt. What do you mean the modern world thinks that? The, the modern world has... I think honestly, we're we're literally the opposite of that. We are quite literally the opposite of what he just explained. Like the the type of hyper specialization and lack of just the um, innate ability of synthesis, the massive power of synthesis that the medievals and that the neo scholastics had. We we just we just don't have that anymore. It is it is the plague of the modern world when it comes to hyper specialization. Like uh, we have a um, Fermion, he's a he's a physicist uh, actually that we have in this in the Discord server, which is a reminder to go to the Discord. He'll talk about um, in his department of physics how physicists they don't care about philosophy. Physicists they think that they are that they're better than everybody else, and that their their area and niche is the only thing uh, that's important. And, and there's many specializations that think that that their niche is the only important thing. And they don't have just the uh, amazing ability of synthesis that the medievals had. They don't. They don't have it. So, like, no, don't give me this garbage about the modern world being open-minded to every every insight from every thinker. No, we are literally the academia now is literally the opposite of this. I can't even express how opposite modern academia is to this. 
Oh man, tragic. The, the summary of all these videos, even though St. Thomas believed religious nonsense, he was able to say basic truths that now any Reddit user knows much better and deeper because of science. So true. So true. Must science, dude. Yes, it almost got him into trouble. So make sure you get scholasticism by Father Joseph Rickaby on the website, um, which which I've reprinted. And it goes over actually these uh, these almost condemnations. Christian Neoplatonism didn't exist, apparently. The greatest work of St. Thomas is the Corpus Christi Liturgy. So true. So true. You hit it definitely. You hit it right right there. Corpus Christi Liturgy. If you've ever read through it, it's beautiful, amazing. I love it. Corpus Christi Liturgy is great. Uga, from Copo, Uga Booga, religion man, be do thinking. Uga me never think that possible, Booga. Your average atheist encountering St. Thomas Aquinas. So true. Imagine being a descendant of monkey. Plague of the modern world is the balkanization of philosophy. So true. Bruh, reminds me of my cousin who stutters, studies culturology, fake discipline, telling me their intro to philosophy professor, probably gay, said that they'll skip Middle Ages. Bro. Tragic. It's like literally that was the best time for philosophy. The best time. Oh, man. How? How could they just skip it? That's like... That's like doing, I don't know. Well, what's what's that's like doing physics and then just like, oh, we're just gonna skip Newton because he was he had some like wrong ideas, so we're just gonna skip him. We're not even gonna talk about Newton because you know, mo like Newton bad, or we're gonna do math and we're just gonna s skip Newton again. We're just gonna skip calculus, guys. It, it just doesn't matter. Exactly. It's like skipping the first 300 years of Christianity while explaining Christianity. It's, it's just stupid. Or, you know, like the the entirety of the time when when philosophy was actually good, the, mid, the Middle Ages. So tragic. Thomas Aquinas was born to a noble family in Italy in 1225. True. Very true. As a young man, he went to study at the University of Naples and there came into contact with a source of knowledge which was just then being rediscovered, the texts of ancient Greek and Roman authors. Aquinas then became an academic at the University of Paris and an exceptionally prolific writer, producing nearly 200 pieces about Christian theology in less than three decades. So His books bear beautiful and strange titles like the Summa Theologica and Summa Contragentiles. Such was his devotion to knowledge, even at the moment of his death, at the age of 49, Aquinas is reputed to have been in the middle of writing an extended commentary on the Song of Songs. After he died, he was canonized in the Catholic Church and is now the patron saint of teachers. Aquinas' so starting true. point was that some of the world's greatest thinkers have not been Christian, but this didn't bar them from having huge insights, because, as Aquinas proposed, the world can be usefully explored through reason 
and not just through faith. To explain how this could work, Aquinas brilliantly proposed that the universe and all its dynamics operate according to two kinds of law, secular natural law and religious eternal law. What? Imagine being so stupid. Look, look, just read De Legibus in, in the Summa in the Summa Theologica. It's um the end of, of Prima Secunde. So so natural law is actually a, a creative participation in, in the eternal law. Um bro. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep watching. For Aquinas, a lot of the world follows natural laws. We can find out for ourselves how to smelt iron, build an aqueduct, or organize an economy. And none of this relies on believing in God. Aquinas discussed Jesus' injunction to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Jesus may have given this idea a particularly memorable formulation, conceded Aquinas, but it's in fact been a cornerstone of moral principles in most societies at most times. How could this be possible? Well, the reason, Aquinas argued, is that it's an idea that belongs to natural and not eternal law. Aquinas conceded that in a few situations, God does work simply through eternal law outside of human reason, and he cited prophetic revelations and the visits of angels as examples. However, he reassured us that most useful knowledge can be found by atheists and secular-minded people within the realm of natural law. Yes, yes. Thomas Aquinas was talking about atheists and secular-minded people. Exactly. So so true, so true. That's exactly what he was talking about. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Is it listed to get up and beat the tar out of this professor if one was in his class? Oh, gosh. Um, dang, that's a hard question. Mm. No, but I wouldn't stop you. Exactly. Secular, secular participation in the eternal. Yeah, that, that, that's actually even more annoying than the fact so so he called natural secular like secular mm. Mm. should we count him in a suit as modernism yes this is the modernist thomas aquinas that they're bringing forward oh my gosh Mm. Yes, this is. Why do we even need to watch anymore? I don't know. I'm I'm a glutton for pain, man. 
this this was like that was that was so bad. So in case you guys are wondering, um, so many people like when they try to describe Thomism, I will uh, I, I will take a short break from this to describe describe this to you guys. So many people. When they try to describe Thomism, they'll describe it as like like two tier Thomism, like tier right there, tier right there of nature and grace and like completely separable. But that's not really uh, true. It's really two modes of acting of God in the world. You have the uh, the mode of of nature and then you have the mode of grace, whereas um, nature is a certain uh, participation of being um, in God or grace is a special sort of participation in the um in the very life of the Holy Trinity. So when it comes to the relationship between the two, the the ordinary and the extraordinary uh, modes of participating in God, remember two modes, not not like two separated tiers who are just out there, like like keep them apart, where where you have nature right here and then grace builds upon nature and then infuses uh, nature with with, uh, some new accidents of a greater mode of participation in the divinity. So that's the, that's the way in which nature and grace, um, relate. It's not just like, okay, like God completely separate from nature. It's more secular over here. And then grace has nothing to do with that. Like who cares? Uh, when, when you have, when you have those things of, of grace, they can impact nature. Uh, for example, we are, uh, revealed, um, it is revealed to us, uh, after the mode of grace, that uh, i don't know adam and eve exist although technically that's a matter of history and therefore a a matter of nature because it has been revealed after the mode of grace we can know things uh, under nature because you have that intrinsic relation between the two the one building upon the other so uh, i hope that i hope that helps a little bit between how the two react not like most secular completely like separated from a grace and that actually like you don't need to believe that adam and eve exist because that's a matter of history and the and the bible is a matter of grace like keep keep my bible out of like my science and like no no it's not it's not like that that's just stupid that's just that's just really stupid uh, yikes What is what is this Lewis Rendon saying? <laughs> Vatican Catholic is the pillar of tradition. So true. So true. Okay. Let, let us continue. Exactly. That's what Thomas was talking about. Thomas Aquinas was literally talking about my blue-haired 400-pound philosophy professor. So true. So true. We need to get Hassan on here. <laughs> oh no, we need to get Hassan on here to react to this. Oh man, we 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 do. Like, oh yeah, 
is Islam was basically like a liberal modern democracy, and then like Mabad Islamic caliphate leaders took over. Basically, Osama bin Laden took over, and now and and now like it, it's just all. Uh, oh my gosh, it was all oppressive and dogmatic. Oh. Yeah, because he was a heretic. Like, he was a heretic. Like this. This is like saying, um, uh, "What? What is the guy's name?" Um, I can't remember the medieval philosopher who affirmed two truth theory. Is it Signor of Brandband or something like that? I just make up that name. You guys know. It's like it's. It's something. Is it? Is it Signer? I, I don't. Sigair of Brabant. Yes, that guy. It's like that guy. That guy was absolutely a heretic. He was. He was terrible. A hundred percent heretic. Like saying, "Look, oh, actually, that guy was like actually good," and you know, oh, I'm not even sharing my screen. Oh, wait, no. I am sharing my screen now. Bro, you ain't sharing. We can't hear. It's muted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop being a boomer. So true. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back a minute so you guys can see. Law. Aquinas' ideas unfolded at a time when Islamic culture was going through very similar dilemmas as Christianity in terms of how one can reconcile reason and faith. For a long time, the Islamic caliphates in Spain, Morocco, and Egypt had flourished by being open to knowledge from all over Bro, the world, basically my democracy, a wealth dude. of new scientific ideas and philosophy. Bro, my science, look, look, my science. That's what they were doing in, look, they had a, yes, my female, my female scientist without a hijab, that 100% is 12th century uh, Morocco. 100%, dude, it's so true. However, due to the increasing influence of fanatical religious leaders. My evil Osama bin Laden, he was basically like the Muslims of the next century, guys. Islam had become more dogmatic and oppressive by the time Aquinas so was So true. Born. It had, for example, reacted violently against the Muslim philosopher Averroes. So true. Averroes was just like a smart dude. And you guys should have, you guys should have been nice to him, even though he's a heretic. So true. Like Aquinas, Averroes had been deeply influenced <laughs> by Aristotle and had argued that reason and religion could be compatible. However, the caliphates, anxious never to depart from the literal words of God, made sure that Averroes' Bro, ideas would no. be banned and his books burnt. No! Bro, stop. This is getting worse. You got... Uh... They, they Okay, with the relationship between reason and faith, the reason that Averroes was... Um, was so violently reacted against because he affirmed something, at least this is common literature. I don't know. I've never read the guy, but um, what's known as Averroism is, has to do with one. He, he, he had some pretty um, cringe uh, philosophical beliefs. And two, he would affirm what's called uh, like two truths theory, that there could be certain theological truths and certain philosophical truths, and they could contradict one another. Um, yeah. St. Thomas didn't believe that guys. St. Thomas didn't believe that. And you know, uh, my, my like, Never depart from the literal literal word of God. Let's see. Let's see what Aquinas says about that. 
Let's see. Let's see if Aquinas agrees with that. I'm, I'm going to share my screen for a second. Let's go to Aquinas.cc. You know, my favorite place. Let's go to. Um, it's going to be Prima Pars, question one, article 10. Whether in Holy Scripture a word may have several senses. And then... Let's see. Thus, in Holy Writ, here we go. Thus in holy writ, no confusion results, for all senses are founded on one, the literal, from which alone can any argument be drawn, and not from those intended in allegory, as Augustine says. Nevertheless, nothing of holy scripture perishes on account of this, since nothing necessary to faith is contained under the spiritual sense, which is not elsewhere put forward by the scripture in its literal sense. So, so crazy, dude. So crazy. Nuts. That's absolutely crazy. And let's see. That signification, whereby things signified by words have themselves also a signification, is called the spiritual sense, which is based on the literal and presupposes it. Nuts. You literalist. You're basically like a fundamentalist Baptist, Aquinas. So crazy. So crazy. Wait. uh, That is not what Catholic Answers told me? What do you mean? What do they say? I'm uh, but also Christian Wagner, these people in the video have a different meaning of literal than Aquinas. Literal for Aquinas means that it signifies something. Yes, it sign it signifies something in the mode of um ad letterum, so according to the words. But e- even then, I think I don't think the people in this video would be happy with Aquinas's um uh understanding of literal sense either. Christian P. Wagner versus Muslim Bin Wagner. <laughs> Very true. Islamic golden age was secular. Yes, this is exactly what he's saying. <laughs> Based book burning, sign me up for the caliphate. <laughs> so true. School of Life is basically just mediocre, mediocre self-help that tries so hard to seem profound. <laughs> Women scientists in 12th century Morocco, real. <laughs> Not sharing your screen was actually an improvement considering the quality of the video we were watching. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to, we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through, I promise. promise we'll make it through. We'll make it through together, guys. Oh, man, we have another minute of this. This is brutal, man. This is stretching me beyond my limits. Oh, gosh. Let's go. Am I sharing my screen? Okay, unfortunately, I am sharing my screen. Okay, let's go. Can we put it back five seconds. Saw that Averroes's ideas would be banned and his books burned. So based. Aquinas knew that the Muslim world's increasingly radical rejection of reason was harming what had once been its thriving intellectual culture. 
What, what do you mean Aquinas knew? Uh, bro, Aquinas did No, he didn't. He didn't even have a Quran with him. You think the man was like getting daily news from Morocco? Come on, man. And it was overwhelmingly thanks to Aquinas' ideas that Christianity did not suffer the same process of stultification. Though Aquinas was a man of deep faith. Come on now. Like, although Aquinas, obviously, my favorite, uh, that too, and that. Aquinas, my favorite. If Aquinas had never, let's say he'd never been born, um, Christianity would still not have suffered the same process uh, as, as, the, uh, as the Middle East did. It definitely would not have. Because, again, you had in the entire Catholic tradition the same sort of ideas being presented. Process of stultification. Though Aquinas was a man of deep faith, he provided a philosophical framework for open scientific inquiry. <laughs> Look, my fundamentalist bad Aquinas versus my good science Aquinas. Dude, shut up, nerd. You can't even define science. Get out of here. And I feel like this guy, I actually, no, this guy hasn't read Aquinas. What, what am I talking about? Okay, let's continue. He reminds us that knowledge can and should come from multiple sources, from intuition, but also from rationality, from science, but also from revelation, from pagans, but also from monks. That sounds obvious until we notice just how often civilization has been and is still being harmed by people's refusal to take this brilliant idea on board. Oh, gosh. Okay. Man, that one was a rough one. Oh, man, Crash Course Philosophy. Ooh, this one would be terrible. Oh man. Oh, philosophy should we do should we do the militant Augustinian? The Oh man, the militant Augustinian. This is about to be terrible. Oh, read the comments. Okay, yes, that's such a good idea. Oh man. Oh, I need to read the comments on this. That's that's what we'll do for the remainder of the video actually. Load. hate this music look 1.5 million people watch this 7.5 million subscribers this is your this is your reminder is we have everybody give this a thumbs down by the way but we have this guy with 1.5 million views 7.5 million subscribers where my lowly lowly uh militant thomist we have we have 1500 subscribers which is great we've been growing pretty fast but always remember to share my videos let people know that you enjoy them. Remember to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Remember to turn that bell notification on if it's not turned on. Just remember to do that. Get vaccinated, scotist bigot. How many likes can Militant Thomist get? Let's let's get you know let's get more than this twenty. Let's get this more than one point five million views. Let's go, boys. We can do it. Oh yeah, the Green Brothers are degenerates. It's because you don't have tasteful clip art. Ah, so true. Only if I had clip art. Okay, let's look at the comments. Oh, man. I, I'm 1,800 comments. Oh, yeah. Remember to comment so this the algorithm gets out. 
But these comments, I, I look, I don't know if I can. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas deserves to be remembered for reconciling faith and reason, thereby saving Western civilization from turning its back on science. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. I love Christian moral philosophy and intellectual tradition. Even those who are secular and atheist can learn from the works of C.S. Lewis, Ignatius, Pope Benedict, or even Newton, too, since he, too, was a Catholic Christian philosopher. What do you mean by Ignatius? Are you talking about St. Ignatius of Loyola? Uh, what are you reading of Pope Benedict? What in the world? Like C.S. Lewis, I get like, yeah, that's like Manormy stuff. And then Newton. One, he was an Aryan. And two, like what philosophy from Newton? What moral philosophy? Oh, man, this is so cringe. Okay. Oh, so this is absolute king moment right here. So, so true. He opened the Catholic mind to the insights of all of humanity. False. He opened the pagan and atheistic mind to the insights of all of religion. St. Thomas Aquinas is called saint for a reason. He was not here to serve man, but to serve God. He wrote for God. He did not write to the Catholic Church to be more like the world. He wrote so that the world might become more Catholic. So true. So true. Let's get Alan Porter. I'm going to subscribe to this man. Six subscribers. You're about to get one more subscriber, King. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Let's go, King. Absolute King moment right here. Thumbs up. Oh, man, the, re the replies here is going to be such a cope. Hey, man, it goes both ways. You can't just take one and completely disregard the other. I'm a Christian myself, and almost every other Christian I know interprets every word of the Bible literally. What do you mean, man? Exactly this. Oh, wait, no. This is base moment. Exactly this. The Catholic doctrines did not change. It's the world that understood Catholicism more thanks to Aquinas. So true. So true. As a Christian, I view the Bible that is it, it is meant to be a book centered on faith and morals rather than explicitly explaining science and other related subjects. With this view, reading the Bible in some places can be taken less literally and many think the same. The six days of creation, for example, some Jews and Christians believe the six days didn't represent actually 24 hour segments. Yeah, this again is a false uh, view of the relationship between faith and reason. So, for example, when reading the six days of creation, the reason some don't believe they represent actual 24-hour segments isn't because they think Moses was wrong. It's because they think the genre is something which is different. So, um, according to the words, it's actually something different than you think. You're just reading it wrong, um, rather than the text itself being wrong. If that makes sense. But yeah, actually, I'm spicy, and I believe in Augustine's view of the six days. So... Yeah, I actually think the Earth was created and even young. I'm an even younger Earth creationist troll. That's how I see it. So true. Oh, wow. You're about to get more Reddit over here. 
I think you don't understand the role of philosophy. He did not write to convince or influence the church or secularism. He wrote to explain the phenomenon of human experience. This separation is why he separated philosophy from his religious beliefs. Bro, no, he didn't. Why do people believe this? The angelic doctor did not separate philosophy from his religious beliefs. Philosophy was used as the handmaiden and servant of theology. Philosophy kneels before theology. They're not separated. Oh, my. Aquinas wrote in a time when everybody was Catholic. Now he's quoted in a time when no one is. Now, nobody actually quotes him. They just quote stupid videos like this and think more Reddit. With temporality established, he was an atheist. He did not have faith. He understood. Like all wet red churchmen were at that time. Now we see him as devout since he occasionally prayed to sky god whenever the peasantry questioned if he was one of them. <gasps> ah! <laughs> I'm a sky daddy. Bro, what? Mm. Have you read Aquinas on Faith? It is an ascent to certain propositions from the very fact that it's revealed by God. He was an atheist. And he occasionally, bro, so true. St. Thomas Aquinas was an atheist. You got it, Reddit. Reddit exposes St. Thomas Aquinas, big if true. And then he prayed to Sky God whenever the peasantry question is one of them. Well, maybe he was, you know, a Dominican monk and he prayed for like six hours a day. Have you thought of that, buddy? Have you thought of like the first the first um, hand accounts of his life where it talks about the fact that before he would do any sort of disputation, even philosophical disputation, he would go and pray before the blessed sacraments. Have you thought of that? Read it. Thumbs down. Thumbs down, comp. Okay, so this is also a thumbs down comment. This is also a thumbs down comment. Man, people are so mm, terrible. Oh, this guy. Oh, wait, this guy again. Nero on fire, yo. Faith can be backed up by understanding. Those don't exactly go against each other. Also, you do understand that the Catholic Church adopted his views as the basis for their theological positions. Are Catholics atheists then? That makes no sense. Okay. Phoenix responds. Oh man. Oh man. Wall of text. Okay, I'm gonna check the check the, the chat real quick. Oh man. I only believe a gravity theory based in the scriptures. So true. Young Earth evolutionist, monkey became man in six days. <laughs> so true. I think his Summa Contra Gentilis goes more in depth and expands on his views in the Summa uh, Theologiae. Yeah, um, so when it comes to the Summa Contra Gentilis, we would classify that work as um, a dogmatic work. So what St. Thomas Aquinas is doing there is he is establishing... Um, the various um, articles of the faith, and then those things connected to the articles of faith. Whereas in, um, and then he's establishing it from scripture and then from the tradition and then from a reason where, where necessary. But in the Summa Theologica, it's, uh, it's something which is 
uh, scholastic in nature. So it's explaining um, those things which uh, result from the connections uh, between the articles of faith. But yeah, if you if you want something more in depth, uh, you're going to have to go into one of his um, disputed questions. Uh, I actually don't have any of the, the volumes right there. Uh, but like Dave Veritate uh, is, is really good uh, concerning that, if, if you're lucky. I'm thinking of there's actually like a um, – how, how do I put it? There's like cross-referenced uh, – when it comes to the Leonine Summa, it's actually cross-referenced to all of the rest of his corpus where those ideas um, are repeated. One of these days, I'll do a project where I collect all of those cross-references so people can more easily. Uh, and then I might uh, also uh, link them to the Aquinas.cc. Um, that, that, that would be, that would be a, really, a really fun project. I would like sell it as an ebook or something so you could just have access to it forever. Uh, that would be a cool project. Sky Daddy. Uh Aquinas was an atheist. <laughs> the average online Orthodox, bro, online Orthodox and Reddit atheists have one thing in common. They believe that uh, Aquinas was an atheist. Literal glue eater takes. <laughs> oh, man. The filioque led to the school of life. Filioque led to baby boomers. So true. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, oh, man. Phoenix. I thought I was very clear when I implied that the clergy were atheists and the peasantry Catholics. So true, Kings. This is like this is like Baptist trail of blood theology, but when it comes to atheism. Like, actually, atheism always existed. It existed since the beginning of time. It existed through all of the clergy. St. Thomas Aquinas, atheist. St. Bonaventure, atheist. Blessed John Scotus, atheist. St. Albertus Magnus, atheist. All of these guys, atheists. It was just the stupid peasantry that were Catholic. As for understanding and faith being compatible, that's a reasonable assertion by an understanding Aquinas in a time of faith. I was pointing out the irony that he is now used for opposite purposes. Also, non-overlapping magisteria. Mixing faith and understanding is a sort of no-go for many reasons. Christians do not understand. They do not excel at learning. That is why one sees so many repetitive rituals and creeds that can be memorized. They create a place where reason is at a disadvantage, and they are hostile to the knowledge, that is, aside from the priest, who has a university degree in shepherding. The faith personifies everything, rendering everything into a subjective, interpersonal matter between people and God. To understand in such a place is to be God, and he's invisible and perfect and 30 feet tall. The devil is a know-it-all. In fact, everyone is a devil. Repent. Have you been baptized? Would you like to have a conversation where I just alternate between talking about repentance and uh, baptism? How about I link you to a video of a guy who makes six figures that also talks about repentance and baptism nonstop? Then will you acknowledge that faith and understanding being compatible is impossible without both parties in a dialectic between faith and knowledge, having knowledge of the faith? And even then, no words are said by the faithful. They have no thoughts. Their own inferior reasoning never wins at the duel of discussion. So messages are merely delivered. It is pure tribalism, emphasis on the pure. They're perfect angels. And no, that's not a metaphor. I didn't say X. Invisible friend said X. Does invisible friend tell me what to do? No. 
He tells the Pope what to do, and he tells the Cardinal, etc., etc. They're hostile to reason, and they're incompatible of explaining the reasoning for this. I think most rationalists blame the priests and pastors and reverends for their chain of events leading to what appears to be a cultish scam until they realize the sheep are willingly paying good money for their own violation to a rational, reasonable dude to do this. When Christians say they're Christian children of God, they are not joking. Not everything is metaphor. So when you say faith and understanding are compatible, I hear, interpret, and understand that you are that you are an adult of God who has reconciled the Christian teachings with secular reason. That such is possible does not mean that the faith is compatible with reason. Until you're walking in Paul's shoes and in nothing but un. <clears throat> Until you're walking, <laughs> man, until you're walking in Paul's shoes and had nothing but uneducated, superstitious pagans to work with, and had reduced the entire canon of Jewish law to love each other, then I'll take seriously this proposition that the magisteria of faith and the magisteria of reason could have overlap. I don't pretend we're equal. I do find the sheeple's understanding of humanity to be superior. I don't ask them to do what's beyond them. I try to act like an adult when they make wild, spiritually nebulous assertions that deviate from their own canon. Horace. Oh, man. I, I think this guy sniffs glue. He has to. There is there is no way. Oh my. I can't say that. Oh my. And 30 feet tall. I have my self-study history degree from the University of Reddit with a minor in anti-religious studies. Reminds me of the voice of that turtle from Finding Nemo. Oh man. Oh man, I, I I can't even. I can't even. Yeah, this guy should just read Saint Thomas Aquinas. He he is like a he has like a like a dual truth theory sort of thing going on here in this comment. It's it's so cringe. Like my actually uh everybody who's smart ever has been an atheist, and my actually uh everybody's dumb but me. Oh, man. Show more replies. Oh, man. <laughs> Therefore, saying Aquinas is the greatest atheist in the world has ever known is a vastly more reasonable statement than pretending all this God stuff is just too complicated for him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. 
I myself refuted the standard atheist claim that the faith and by proxy tradition nominally defined as dogmatic ritualistic practices was evil. I clearly implied that I considered the flock capable of exercising free will, and I directly categorized myself as someone who doesn't blame the ecclesiastical power structure. What I did do was say, in terms I should have made uncertain, that the effective comprehension of the flock is nothing compared to the factual knowledge possessed by Aquinas. In essence, I trust Aquinas's determinations in regard to God. However, the flock has faith in Aquinas, which is to say they don't get it. It sounds verbose. You know, I attend Presbyterian, full disclosure. Church willingly put money in the plate, recite the approved creeds, and do so without the intent of lying. My username here is a coy answer to the question of who is it that you say that I am. I go so far as to say the sheeple have authority over people. That's where my generosity of reason ends. I take orders from the sheep, not the shepherd. Pure reason is a weapon with only one weakness, humanity. The shepherd of the flock is too educated for me to fully believe he believes. He can afford to get too caught up in the faith. Anyways, he is more of an intermediator between fact and fiction. Understand that there is... Lol. Lol. There. T-H-E-I-R. That there is no absolute fact, but there is an absolute fiction. What I am getting at is that Aquinas is credited here with pulling Christianity out of the Dark Ages. You can continue. Essentially, he had the most atheistic books in the kingdom. Bro, are you saying Aristotle was an atheist? Come on now, dude. You, you can't be that retarded. Nothing was published without the consent of the church. So true, king. Nothing was copied without the church scribes. So true, King. Aquinas may have believed in a transcendent, invisible god of the cosmos. The peasantry believed in sky god, is hiding in a talking mule and might spite him for wrong thing. So true, King. He will smite you for wrong thing. And he did go inside of a talking mule. Actually, did, does it explicitly say... Uh, no, no, no. That was actually the... No, no, no. Wrong. It was actually the faculties of the mule which were elevated. So it wasn't that Sky God was hiding in a talking mule, unless you mean by hiding um, that his virtue is operative in the talking mule. They may both verbally say that they believe in God, but belief in the faith doesn't require me to pretend I'm an empty-headed, naive child. Therefore, saying Aquinas is the greatest atheist the world has ever known is a vastly more reasonable statement than pretending all this God stuff is just too complicated for him. He believes he wouldn't know. Please. P.S. Is Aquinas is the church authority. What was he challenging? The other educated clergy? Oh, man. God was always invisible. Trolled. Collecting my glasses. Yeah, I'm just reading this cringe internet atheist comments. And he's very cringe. Oh, my militant Thomas Mug. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Bruh. I am John. Do you think anything can hide from me? Do you think God hides himself? Do you think there is a mystery I can't unravel? It is the fools that hide God. They keep out the rational by their own design. Ah. 
Oh, tr- bro, the Protestants found it. Oh man, this is the best thread in history. But but Catholic actually, guys, Catholicism is idolatry, and Aquinas was promoting idolatry since Catholicism is idolatry. Bro, the syllogism insane. Christianity is idolatry, and idolatry has been forbidden by God. Shouldn't we practice religion and politics wisely? The priesthood is corruptible and parasitic. Catholicism should be completely abandoned now, shouldn't it? Bruh. Oh, no. The Trinity, isn't it? <laughs> Internet atheists try to explain the Trinity. The Trinity is an attempt to explain the relationship between God and people. There are some intrinsic problems with the canonical interpretations of the idea of the Trinity. However, there are some highly suspect, suspicious scriptural rewrites among non-Trinitarian denominations. And then Claire Count responds, The Trinity was cooked up to mock Jews. <laughs> Based. The Trinity was cooked up to mock Jews, obviously. Think of the person Jews hate must hate the most. Make him co-equal of their God and then torture them if they refuse to convert. Very true. Bro, the Middle Ages invented this. Oh, man. This is this is getting worse and worse. Real voice reveal. You can't be that retarded. Yes, they can. Oh, man. I saw anime recommendation in your channel. It's over. What? No, I, I hate anime. I promise, guys. Claire is a Saracen from... You guys know these people? Bro. Okay, this 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 can't get any worse. Oh, yeah. Look, there's the eye showing. Definitely a Saracen. So true, King. You do realize that the Summa Theologica, Theologiae is unfinished because St. Thomas Aquinas had a mystical experience that compelled him to put down his pen. So true, King. Get him. Oh, man. Oh, man. Where, where did Plato and Aristotle get their ideas from? Moses, unironically. Oh, he didn't. He didn't respond. So true. So sad. So sad. Our friend Phoenix chorus. What is this anime? Is this like anime or something? Let's look at these videos. The channel has no videos. Playlist three hundred. What is this? Come on, loud. Where your shipping address? Half is full. Oh wow, you like niche music. So cool. Okay, well, that is all. Uh, remember to become a patron at patreon.com slash militant Thomas if you really like what I'm doing here. Please, please, please. And also subscribe, uh, share this video with everybody, let them know how much you enjoyed it. Remember also to join the Discord, link below, and to pick up a book while you're at it. And if you want to deal with these uh with these uh, small brain atheists, I have reprinted. Uh, it's on the bottom of my books. Besides reading St. Thomas, obviously. Manual, 
of Catholic Apologetics by Father Koch. That's on the website, christianbwagner.com slash shop. And thank you all for uh, for hanging out with me. My IQ dropped a few points after all this. So true. Scroll up. What do you mean scroll up? I didn't see anything. Socrates did not exist. It was a way of calling Moses. So true. So true. Okay. I will see you all later. Remember, it is now Trinity Tide. So worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity.